Could you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Keeping the Sabbath. Despite the many differences of opinion that we have in American society today, one thing I think we can all agree on is the statement that there is too much stress in our lives. Every demographic has their own set of concerns that can keep them awake at night. Parents face concerns about the quality of their child's education, whether they're experiencing online bullying, bad social influences that can steer their child in wrong directions, and so in the potential for lethal violence in schools. Many children worry about their future economic opportunities or the consequences that they will have to endure from the effects of global warming during their lifetime. Employees of large corporations face productivity demand where they're expected to be available day and night because increasingly competitive global economy. And those on fixed incomes have to navigate the challenges of inflationary pressures on the economy while often also dealing with deteriorating health issues. I know, yes, there's the COVID pandemic. <laughs> the list can go on and on. These stressors are often exacerbated by polarizing media outlets that stretch and hyperbolize these situations in an effort to get us to follow their political agendas. Humanity was never intended to endure such chronic stress. Research, research has shown that ongoing chronic stress can lead to mental health issues such as depression and anxiety, as well as physical problems like heart disease and stroke. Short-term stress could be helpful, giving us a boost in our performance at critical moments, like taking an exam or helping our team win a game. But long-term stress, where we are constantly worried about our situation. It's harmful to our minds and our bodies. We need a break. From the beginning of the Judeo-Christian faith, we have been encouraged to take regular breaks. At the end of the first account of creation given in Genesis, we read in chapter two that God rested on the seventh day after the work of bringing into existence all of creation. It says on chapter two, and on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. From this passage, we see that even God rested at the end of a big project. More importantly, we see that God blessed the day of rest and made it holy. The day of rest was meant to be more than a day of sleeping in. It was intended to be a day when we remember God and the work God had done for us. It was meant to be a time when we stepped back and a moment of gratitude for the gift of life that we've been given. And remember that God exists and has ultimate control. The importance of keeping the Sabbath was reinforced later in the time of Moses. When God spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, remembering the Sabbath was one of the Ten Commandments that God gave the Israelites. 
In Genesis chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, God declares to Moses, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is its Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. God refers back to the first creation story and sets the expectation that humanity should follow God's example of taking periodic breaks from our work. This is a requirement for everyone in the community, including slaves and foreigners and animals. The seventh day was to be a day of rest and remembrance of God. The Israelites were very strict in following this command and sometimes went to extremes in their enforcement. In chapter 15 of the book of Numbers, for example, when the Israelites were wandering in the wilderness, there is a story of a man who was found gathering sticks on the Sabbath. The man was arrested and stoned to death outside the camp as punishment for violating this commandment. We see stories in the New Testament of religious leaders confronting Jesus for healing people on the Sabbath. In Matthew chapter 12, the Pharisees are said to have conspired to kill Jesus because he healed a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath. Was Jesus teaching his followers to ignore the Ten Commandments? I don't think so. I think Jesus was teaching his followers to live by principles of love and compassion rather than bland, blindly following rules. Rest and recognition of God are important, but we were never expected to perpetuate suffering because the timing of someone's need was inconvenient. Jesus was a devout Jew who taught, even in the Sermon on the Mount, that his purpose was not to abolish the law and the writings of the prophets, but to fulfill them. However, he gave a new understanding of what it meant to fulfill the law and the prophets. I think he wants us to consider our circumstances and decide on the best course of action that promotes love and compassion. In a different situation, we discussed last week, where the disciples were picking and eating grain on the Sabbath, Jesus responds to the religious leaders who confront him by saying that the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Interestingly, the phrase Son of Man has two possible connotations that I can think of in this context. It could refer to the prophecy of the Messiah, especially in Ezekiel, the anointed one who will rule at the end of time, or it can more, refer more generally to human beings. This ambiguity could have been intentional, where Jesus is suddenly announcing his identity and claiming the authority to make decisions regarding what is appropriate recognition of the Sabbath in his role as the Messiah. And it could also be a declaration that the religious rules were meant to serve humanity and not the other way around. The rules help guide us toward a closer relationship with God, but we are to worship God rather than worship the rules. 
Jesus demonstrates this understanding in our passage today. Today's scripture actually describes two different situations when Jesus was seeking rest for himself and for the disciples. In the first scenario, the disciples had just returned from mission trips. Jesus had sent them into the surrounding areas in pairs to announce the message of repentance, cast out demons, and heal the sick. They were instructed to take minimal supplies with them, relying only on God and the hospitality of those that they were serving. The task of constantly traveling and preaching must have been exhausting, not to mention the added stress of not knowing where your next meal would come from or where you would sleep that night. But the passage implies there was excitement in the air when they returned because they all wanted to tell Jesus what they had done and what they had taught. In the midst of this excitement and the continuing activity around them, Jesus encourages his disciples to disconnect and rest by going to a remote region by boat. Despite their best intentions to get some rest, they were recognized and followed. So that when they when their boat landed, they were inundated with more requests for assistance. Over there. But rather than expressing frustration, Jesus had compassion on the crowds and offered them more teachings. When it got late in the day, the disciples suggested to Jesus that he should dismiss them so they could find some food in the nearby villages. Instead, Jesus performed the miracle of feeding 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. Immediately after feeding the 5,000 people, Jesus tried again to give his disciples and himself some rest by sending them back into the boat so they could journey to a different area. Their well-being was important to him, so he made new arrangements for them to disconnect from the events that were going on around. However, as we see in the second part of today's message, Jesus and his disciples are recognized at their next landing in Gennesaret. And sick people from the entire region came to seek healing from him. Again, Jesus had compassion and healed those who came to him. In these two scenarios, Jesus recognizes the need for rest and arranges for his disciples to get away for a while. But each time, new demands arise and they are called to serve the surrounding community. The immediate needs of the crowds take precedence over their vacation time. But when the needs of the community are met, Jesus places a renewed priority on rest for himself and for his disciples. I think this is another good example that Jesus gives us for how to live our lives. We need to make rest a priority. Interruptions will inevitably come, and we will need to make a choice whether we will postpone our rest or let someone else take care of this issue. In the case of Christ, there was no one else who could do the things that he could do. There was no one else who could offer the help that was needed. Healing minds, bodies, and spirits, teaching the wisdom of God that only the Son of God could understand, and addressing injustices with a vision characterized by both transcendence and imminence that gave a foundation for his church, the hands and feet that continue today to reach out in love and compassion to the poor, hungry, and naked. Jesus served humanity 
in a unique, unique way that only he was capable of. Yet despite the weight of the demands placed on him, he periodically sought rest. There may be times when you are the only one available who can serve a special need. So you may choose to postpone your rest so that you can serve in your own special, unique way. But when that opportunity arises, when it's done, it's important to care for yourself as well as reprioritize your rest. God commands, God's command to rest on the seventh day suggests that rest is more than a religious imperative. It's a human need. And it's more than a physical human need. It's a spiritual human need. We have a human need to regularly set aside special times to shift our focus away from the troubles of the earth of this earthly life. <clears throat> and remember the heavenly presence that constantly abides within us. The spirit is always among us, permeating every aspect of our being. It has been said that God is closer to us than the air we breathe. But our minds are led astray by the physical stimuli and mental, mental distractions. We must make a point of taking control of our own lives and practice the discipline of rest and reflection on God, of Sabbath, for our own well-being. In modern times, it may be difficult to keep the Sabbath on a specific time and day, a day of the week, because of our competing demands. For example, faithful Christians are required to work on Sundays for many of us. Food service, retail, medical care. They are not able to regularly participate with us in corporate worship on Sunday mornings, but they still have a need for Sabbath. Sabbath time may need to be set aside at a different time of the week, on a weekday or a weeknight. Sometime when we can disconnect from the stress-inducing distractions in our earthly life and reconnects the calming presence of Christ. In fact, we should do this every day for at least a short period of time. By setting aside time daily to be mindful of our thoughts and feelings, we can grow to accept the ever-present invitation extended by God to be in relationship with the Spirit and learn to experience the mind of Christ on a regular basis. Through scripture, meditation, prayer, contemplation, and other spiritual disciplines, we can become habitually aware of the grace, love, and compassion that's offered to us and share that love with others. Regardless of the circumstances we find ourselves in, we know that we are not struggling alone. God is always present, ready to help us calm our fears and create new possibilities in our lives. And we are reminded of these truths when we keep the Sabbath. Amen.